a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today, we're doing a bird theme. I've done a few bird-related phrases before, but never a bird-only theme, so today I have a few more phrases to share with you. I have no ado, so let's fly right into today's phrases, origins, history, and more. First up today is swan song which is a last performance or gesture that takes place just before retirement or death. The main theory behind this saying comes from a legend which states that swans are mute their whole lives, but right before they die, they sing a beautiful, mournful song. While this sounds like a good explanation, there are two problems with it. There is a type of swan called the mute swan, but they just like other swans, are not actually mute. The other problem with this theory is that people have known this legend was not true since way back in old-timey times. Roman author, naturalist, and philosopher Pliny the Elder wrote Natural History in the year 77 AD, and in it he included, quote, Observation shows that the story that the dying swan sings is false. End quote. However, this theory still prevails to an extent, mainly because of literature. Aesop had a fable called The Swan and the Goose, which went like this. A certain rich man bought in the market a goose and a swan. He fed the one for his table and kept the other for the sake of its song. When the time came for killing the goose, the cook went to get him at night, when it was dark, and he was not able to distinguish one bird from the other. By mistake, he caught the swan instead of the goose. The swan, threatened with death, burst forth into song and thus made himself known by his voice and preserved his life by his melody. Now, Chaucer and Shakespeare, among others, also used the idea of a swan singing just before death, which helped to keep the falsehood alive through the popularity of their work. So the main idea behind the saying is false, but it prevails nonetheless. When did this saying become a saying instead of just something people wrote about? The first known use in print as we use it today comes from Scottish priest John Willison in the 18th century. In 1767, he wrote Song 6 of his Scripture Songs and included, quote, Being a prophecy of Christ and King David's swan song in views of death. End quote. Now, let's go on a chase. A wild goose chase means going after something hopeless or unobtainable. This term of endless searching gets its name from geese, as you might think, but not as directly as you might think. 
This saying actually comes from an old-timey times style of horse racing that was based on the way geese fly in a group. In the 16th century, there was a type of horse race called the Wild Goose Chase, where two racers started side by side. After racing a certain distance, which according to one source was 240 yards, whichever racer could take the lead stayed the leader, and the other had to follow him wherever he went for a pre-agreed upon distance. Or, the person in second may have been able to take over the lead at any time, and the other had to then follow. The rules vary from source to source. But basically, one horse had to follow the other, much like geese follow each other while flying. As for it changing from just a type of race to an idiom, we have Shakespeare to thank, at least for the first known use in print. In his Romeo and Juliet, written in the late 1590s, he included, quote, Nay, if thy wits run the wild goose chase, I have done, for thou hast more of the wild goose in one of thy wits than, I am sure, I have in my whole five. Was I with you there for the goose? End quote. From there, the phrase took on a general meaning of chasing after something that is seemingly impossible to obtain. Now, let's hear a secret. If you say, a little birdie told me, it means you know a secret, but you don't want to reveal how you found it out. The idea of this one comes from the Bible, in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 20, which says, Curse not the king, know not in thy thought, and curse not the rich in thy bedchamber. For a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. We also find a version of this one in the long-titled work by John Haywood that we've visited before, a dialogue containing the number and effect of all the proverbs in the English tongue compact in a matter concerning two manner of marriages. He included, quote, I did lately hear how Fleck and his make verse their secret haunting by one bird that in mine ear was late chanting, end quote. So this tells us that the saying was in use at least some time before he put it in his book of sayings in 1546. While there were other instances of birds being used to relay information, secret or not, after that, the first known use in print of the saying, more like what we use today, comes from Peter Simple, written by Frederick Marriott in 1833. He wrote, quote, A little bird has whispered a secret to me. End quote. Now let's get organized with a turn of phrases tidbit. To get all your ducks in a row means to have all your affairs or responsibilities in order. The origin of this one is pretty ambiguous, as it has a few theories, none of which have been proven to be the definitive origin. Here's what I found, though. First up is an old-timey times game. In a type of outdoor bowling, players would set up targets, called duck pins, in a row. It could also come from how duck-shaped targets line up in a shooting gallery. The other theory, and the one that seems most likely to me, is simply that ducklings follow their mother in a row. So if a mother duck has all her ducks in a row, it means she has all her ducklings in order. No matter what started the phrase, the first known use in print comes from a newspaper called The Plain Dealer from Cleveland, Ohio. In an article from November 15th of 1889, we find the following quote. In the meantime, the Democrats are getting their ducks in a row, 
and their ticket is promised to be very strong. End quote. That's all there is for this one, so now it's time for today's familiar quotation. Topper's today's familiar quotation is from Joy Fielding. Here's what she had to say about birds. Quote, I'm very happy being me, although sometimes I'd love to be a bird so that I could fly. End quote. Thank you, Ms. Fielding, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, Love Advice from Old Timey Times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't grudge your husband his little luxuries, his cigarette or his pipes or his books. Who has better right to them than the man who earns them? And now for the men. Don't think you can live your lives apart under the same roof and still be happy. Marriage is a joint affair and cannot comfortably be worked along separate lines. All right, toppers. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnofphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. Also, check out the show notes for links to the Podfix Network and to my merch store. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Last but not least, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, I hope life tweets you well. Toodaloo! And now... This is... Let me rephrase. Nay, if they wits run wild... Th- no, no. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com.